What is up, guys? This is Darren Hansen, your host, tuning in with another episode for Building Stronger Humans Radio. Uh, again, my name is Coach Darren Hansen. I'm the owner of Hansen Athletics. A quick little plug, if you are looking for online remote training for yourself, for a team, or an athlete in Pocatello, please check out our website. Send me any questions you have. We would love to work with you and help you, help you drive performance and improve your life uh, through fitness through health and teaching you how to train in a way that's applicable to everything you do in life. So jumping into the episode, uh, this, this topic stems up just from a couple conversations I've had with my athletes lately and, uh, maybe a disconnect between coaches and athletes and sport and youth sport and the culture behind it. Um, there's a lot to dive into, we're not going to go into absolutes today, but I wanted to bring up some ideas and thoughts on potentially what's going on because it's a little bit different than I remember when I was younger uh, in a couple different ways. So uh, number one I want to touch on is I've been having multiple conversations with athletes we have that are unhappy with their sport experience and potentially talking about uh, quitting teams. And immediately your mind might jump down the rabbit hole of, well, maybe they're not doing well. Um, these specific examples I'm talking about today are actually athletes that are on very successful teams, winning teams, teams that are making it to playoffs, teams that are making it to state. And uh, in terms of a sport team, right, they are actually in very successful programs with coaches that I, I love and, and dear. So I want to dive into some of some of these issues that might be arising and, and uh, how there might be some disconnect between athletes and and the coaches and whatnot. And I first wanted to kind of kick it off just by jumping back and giving an example of uh, when I was an athlete where I always found my best performances were uh, situations where I was relaxed and I was having fun and I was letting my personality and expression come out on the court. And it allowed me to play fast. So in a way, and m most athletes will understand this, when you're able to stay relaxed and calm and, and uh, kind of in the zone in sport or in a flow state, right, not in your head, that's typically when you can play your fastest. You're trusting your instincts, you're making decisions on the fly, and you're just letting your training, letting your experience come out and, and perform and truly perform on that day rather than being in your head and thinking through everything and slowing yourself down because you're not trusting your instincts and your natural ability. So I want to want to highlight that because we're going to kind of dive into some reasons that potentially athletes aren't having fun on the court or uh, reasons that they, they uh, are afraid to kind of get into that state and be themselves and rely on their training. So first, we can obviously kick it off with, you know, there will be some athletes that just technically aren't there. They haven't put in the work. Uh, they're not confident in their abilities, and that that's obviously going to be something that stems back to that athlete putting in more time to become confident, become trained, become uh, have belief in their ability to perform on the court. That that's unexpected, right? Is that an athlete has put in the effort to get there, and they've had the coaching, and they are at a state where they can perform on the court. So I want to kind of bring this concept into athletes that, you know, do have those prerequisites and are contributing athletes on the court um, and have put in the work previously. So 
I think number one, one thing I want you guys to think about, and we're not going to talk in absolutes. I'm just going to put ideas out there. And if you have feedback or questions or thoughts, uh, always welcome to share them with me. You can, you can tune in. Uh, obviously, you can ask questions directly on some platforms to podcasts. You can get on the Instagram. Um, but go ahead and give me some feedback on this episode. But one of the main reasons uh, I feel like athletes aren't having fun or be able to get into that flow state is, uh, number one, is just the youth sport culture of they are playing so many games now and sport is going year round. A lot of times athletes aren't doing multi-sport in terms of starting a sport and stopping a sport and then doing another sport, right? So you get kind of that refresh, you get different demands, different people and whatnot. But uh, really what you see a lot of today is athletes are continuing to train throughout all. So for example, soccer, they play soccer season, they start club while they're in basketball they have volleyball skills while they're in basketball and have club soccer. So these sports are kind of blending all together and really taking the demands of the athlete almost uh, past what a professional athlete's demands are really daily uh, because they're trying to spread it into so many buckets, right? Which that could stem up. We're not going to get that today, but that could stem up the argument of like maybe multi-sport is not the best direction anymore unless you are willing to uh, give up one sport completely while you do another. Um, that's something to, to think about as an athlete, as a parent. Uh, how, you know, how can I separate these things so I get a little bit of refresh or reset, um, take some time off? You should definitely have three months off of a specific sport a year. And really during that time, you should be working on uh, strength and conditioning, training, working in different movement patterns uh, than you are on the court, regaining mobility. Uh, and range of motion through joints, getting strong, getting faster, getting ready for the upcoming season, right? Um, so that might be one thing. Athletes might be playing too many games, okay? Another a point that is to be considered is maybe coaches just aren't connecting and communicating in a way that allows athletes to feel confident in themselves, uh, to be themselves and relax on the court and play. I think a lot of times, um, you know, just whether it's a lack of communication, whether it's not understanding how to connect with the kids, um, there's just there's just different situations in practice and games that start to make your athlete be afraid of of performing or making mistakes. Right? I think back there was definitely times in high school when I had different coaches that I was a, I was afraid to make a mistake, so I was playing not to m- make a mistake. I was playing not to lose. Right which again, any athletes listening to this podcast or past athletes, you know that that's going to hinder performance just straight up. If you are out there just trying to get by, trying not to make a mistake in your head, you're never going to be relaxed and play fast. Okay. You're always going to be playing a little bit behind your capability levels and even uh, well, well underneath your ability to perform. So that can be an issue, right? Is the way the, the coach is delivering information, the way that they are giving feedback, negative feedback specifically, right? So I think you can have two ends of the spectrum. You can have a coach that's just a cheerleader and is not actually getting uh, pushing the athletes and coaching them. And then you can have coaches that don't understand how to deliver information without uh, potentially harming the athlete's ego, or which that sounds a little bit soft, but there is, it needs to be considered that is the way you're delivering coaching uh, constructive or is it breaking them down? And specifically, is it breaking them down in front of their peers? Are you tearing them apart in front of their teammates? Um, you know, and is it one athlete more so than others? 
and whatnot. You have to take this whole social circle into account and find ways to deliver information that you can give them uh, negative feedback, but it ends in a positive uh, mindset. The, the athlete is now motivated to make that change and they're not afraid to make a mistake in the future and, and go through uh, that cycle of, of negative feedback and humiliation in front of their peers. So very important concept to think about. And then the last concept I want to talk about and why we might be seeing this is, and first I'll compare it to my field. So it's very easy in the strength conditioning field to try to get too technical, try to get too advanced, try to throw too much of the athlete because we, we kind of get bored, right? So we're doing the same thing every day as coaches. Uh, and it's easy to get bored, see new things, want to try to add in all this different stuff. Uh, because the internet now, so you're seeing all this different stuff. You're not sure if what you're doing is the best. So you're just trying to throw things in and out and it's not creating really conducive environment or an environment with enough repetition to make progress. Um, little side note is I just had the opportunity to go out to the NFL combine training in, um, at UCLA in LA, spent time at the Mamba Academy one day, seeing some of the strength work they're doing. And then at actual UCLA's uh, facility, uh, going through a speed session as well as talking to their strength coaches. And it was very good for me to go and see that and then relay this back to our coaches here is uh, it, it was reassuring in a way that we are doing all the things that they're doing with these high level athletes. Cause you see all this uh, kind of BS on the, on Instagram, on the social media, that's really just to catch eyes, catch views, and it's not really coming from people that are working with the athletes and have experience in the field. So going out there, I was able to see a couple things. Number one, uh, a good insight into how they're delivering feedback to these coaches or these athletes, uh, high-level athletes, uh, what kind of speed, what kind of work they're doing to develop speed, which we were right on point with what we're doing at the facility. Um, nothing crazy, nothing. Uh, nothing on a BOSU ball, nothing, nothing wild. Okay. Nothing that you see on Instagram. It's the stuff that we have been lucky enough to have mentors that have taught us and showed us the way. And, um, we've taken bits and pieces of that and made our own formula, but it fits right into, uh, what they are doing in, in a very scalable way to our age and population. You have to take that into account. Now we aren't working with NFL athletes, right? We're working with youth athletes. So how do we make those principles carry over to that age group? Okay. So number one was that number two was on our strength and conditioning side, uh, UCLA, a big football program, right? They're actually, they were quizzing us on what we were doing because they're moving over to the methodology that we are already instilling with our athletes and the principles we're following. So they were actually uh, somewhat behind, uh, in terms of developing athletes on the strength side. And we're very interested in, in how we were doing it. And cause we were using the methodologies they were looking into using and how we're making sure that carries over to on-field performance. So that was very eye-opening and it was important. And I think coaches out there, no matter what sport you're coaching, what field you're in, you should get yourself out of your comfort zone and go and actually physically get around and have conversations with the people that are doing this at a high level so that you can make sure to take bits and pieces or find confidence in the work you're doing and you're not, you don't start nitpicking off the internet and just trying to do random stuff. Okay. So swinging that all back, I think one thing that could be happening at the high school level as well is uh, these coaches are 
potentially getting bored with schemes, getting bored with the basics, and they're trying to implement things that are a little bit too high level for where the kids are at within their sport development, right? So trying to run schemes, trying to uh, give them different things to work on or do in games and practices that they're just not there yet. So that's just going to set up this environment where the athlete can't gain the confidence because they're not successful enough and they're afraid to make mistakes, right? So they're playing in a way that's a lot, making them think a lot while they're, while they're performing. They're having to think about uh, what the play is. They don't understand the play. They're having a hard time remembering it. Um, so the, the coaching or the schemes, schematics, may be too advanced for really where your athletes are at. And this is different program to program. Coaches have to fill this out based on you know the kids they have. But if your athlete is having to think through plays and having to try to remember and to make sure they're doing the right thing while they're playing and they're not just out there performing and embracing it and they know it like the back of their hand, again, they're not going to be able to be relaxed. They're not going to be able to have as much fun. And they're going to play slower and they're going to play afraid to make mistakes. And then that's going to cost you down the line and potentially in big games. So um, those are all things that you kind of have to brainstorm and think about uh, when working specifically, you know, really, frankly, with this youth population. It's, it's different, right? The, the kids are just not as developed. There's such a wide array of talent and skill level and ability to understand schematics. And you have to kind of make sure you create something that everybody can thrive in. And then those athletes that do make it to the, you know, the next level, then they'll start diving into more of that, that deeper stuff because you just have athletes that are at that level, uh, comparatively across the board. So those are the things that, um, I think are potentially adding to this situation, adding to this current, uh, youth sport culture. Um, again, those are just my thoughts. So I want to hear what you guys think, uh, what your feedback is on this. And then maybe we can make some more episodes down the road diving into these specific topics. But that's kind of what I wanted to cover today with you guys. So if you have any questions on that, again, send it over. I really appreciate you guys taking time to listen to this podcast. And it helps us out a ton if you share this with other coaches, share this with parents, tag them in it. Uh, anything like that is highly appreciated. And uh, we, we notice that and we you know, it really helps support our dreams of helping educate and spread information for free and giving more value to the community and the people that are engaged with us. So again, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Coach Darren here. Uh, go follow me on Instagram at Coach D. Hansen. Let's connect. And I hope you guys have a great day.